Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What about Wales? Did, Nemo, did you award yeah. Wales the temple well, So that's there? why I said Bristol, Bristol. would be good. Bristol, because it okay. would also service the members in the southwest of Cornwall and Devon, mm. as well as the Welsh members. Yeah. Because the North Welsh members can get to Preston. Um, yeah. But the members in the South of Wales could get along the M4 to Bristol quite quickly. So Julian has come up with a cracker. Spot. This is why. <laughs> <laughs> but Birmingham was the ancient site of the Garden of Eden. Julian, yes, and we all bow down to your greatness. Well, no, because you know Adam and Eve were actually like, hey, Eve, did you eat the fruit? No, Adam, I didn't. <laughs> and I ate it. Oh, dear. But I, I, promised I, my, I promised my Facebook people they would hear your Brummy accent today, Nemo, and you've delivered. Thank, thank you very you. much. Oh, you're Peter the Prophet. <laughs> but I think it's, they're almost like there's a statue in the Netherlands of a boy with his finger in the dike, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dike being the big wall that holds back the water. Okay. Mm. Um, nothing else. It's almost like the church are trying to plug a hole with a temple. Mm. Yeah. That we've got this massive. But at the same time, they're hole. acting like the other statue in Brussels of the little boy just peeing. And they're just frittering their cash <laughs> wherever they like it, marking their territory however they want, going, oh, I wish pop a temple here. Why not? Um, like, yeah, I used to live there. I quite I mean, like that neck of the woods. Yeah, let's yeah. pop a temple there. Possibly as well. I mean, the answer to the answer to your question is to do with population density of Mormons. Um, you know, my family, the Bleakleys, for several generations have been in Northern Ireland in Bangor Ward, right at the top there. And um, there, there are hardly any members in Southern Ireland in the Republic. Uh, there's, I think there's about maybe two on, on those stats we had with the stakes, there's maybe about 2000 active members in the whole of Ireland. Yes. Um, but Peter, and, how, and we're how assuming many... similar for Scotland. So there's just, there's not enough people to sustain them. But how many active Whereas members they are sort there of in might the be. West Midlands? How many active well, members you know, are there in thing. China? He gave them a bloody yeah. temple. Yeah, officially. I think um, communist China. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's no logic here, obviously, but that that may be a glimmer of logic in it all. Well, because but I think thing... also where, what we need to understand is the cultural importance of all this. It is in these areas um, where major early um, developments of the missionary work of the church happen. This is where the Utah General Authority's ancestors come from. This is where Elder Holland served in Solihull for years as a mission president and so on over here so as when they as general authorities are looking at this world they've obviously given up on using sensible demographics to choose temples because they keep spamming utah stakes that have hardly any members with the temple now so even on their own doorstep they're not applying logical criteria of numbers for where they go so it's more of a like an emotional cultural thing how they perceive britain and they're, they're probably, I would assume Holland and, and Cookie and others are embarrassed that these areas they serve their missions in, where they've served as general authorities uh, and as mission presidents or whatever, have just gone to poo, basically. And this is, as you say, a last-ditch attempt to try and salvage something in the, these heartland areas. Um, <clears throat> yeah, okay. I think there's something really lovely about the idea that to, to give everyone their um, 
assuming everyone's acting with the best of intentions, that members in a ward that doesn't see growth, that is going to be extremely rural, where there aren't a lot of members of the church, that they're not going to be penalised, and the church will um, invest. Oh, is she frozen? Oh, do your just, supernatural just thing early, PD. Get just back. wait for Jane to come back. Resurrect her. I've just had a look at the distances involved between the centre of London and where London Temple is. And oh, yeah. it's worth bearing in mind that <laughs> yeah. because they, even though they call it the Birmingham Temple, I mean, the Preston Temple is in Chorley, right? It's in a different town. So just because they call it the Birmingham Temple doesn't mean it's going to be in Birmingham. It could be, if we're talking about historical church sites, it could be down in Cheltenham Way, down towards Bembo, uh, Bembo's Pond and the old uh, church history sites down there. Yeah. Well, it could be that far away. The Preston Temple is not in Preston. It more appropriately be called the Chorley Temple. It would. But Preston is a church history kind of mm -hmm. uh, site. Uh, Chorley is not. And then, as you say, London. It's about 50 kilometres. Yeah, you're not. You're down here, East Grinstead area. Oh, yeah. Um, and if yeah. you don't have public transport, the train and bus links are so a nightmare. It's almost impossible. Point, in terms of places, if you go out towards Cheltenham and Gloucester, yeah right zoom in on that there yeah. that could be the birmingham temple anywhere within an hour of birmingham yeah could be um, so and, and also that that, that is uh... that's where england was dedicated for the gospel so in the, i think they call it the tri-county area we did a youth uh, camp there once mm -hmm. near where gadfield elm, elm chapel gadfield is elm, and bembo's yeah. farm and all of that stuff is right there so that's what okay. I'm saying. That could be a place they put it yeah. because it's significant yeah. to church history. Well, we will. I'm sure there'll be a show once they announce it, and we will look at why they put the temple where they put the temple. Um, I mean, and... a live on the ground show. I'm going to groundbreaking. Yeah, I want to throw some mud. Um, cool. All right. So, to cap the temple off, I genuinely think that this whole sort of you have a temple, you have a temple, and Rusty now having announced 100 temples and more than Gordon B. Hinckley did is Rusty genuinely wanting to piss on the bonfire of the late Gordon B. Hinckley who called him out for being upset with the word Mormon hmm. in general conference yes. that time. I think he's just been like... He, he's been, if, <laughs> if it had been Jesus, mm -hmm. then Rusty, I'm sure... Would have ended up on a really tall cross by now. I'm sorry. He's just one up in everyone. <laughs> he just wants to one up everyone. Okay. Mm. So, what do we think is going to happen? Segway? In terms of these boundary realignments? Yes. Okay. Can I give my prediction? Yeah, you go first. I'm, I'm just recovering from the what I just said. Blue I sky thinking. I wonder whether they'll turn it into one massive stake. Um, whether when they build a temple, if they do build a temple centrally, whether they build a big stake center like they did in Chorley, uh, right on the grounds of the temple, and then they essentially create this large sort of giant stake where what they'll do is every year they'll have a big multi-stake conference essentially, but it's really just one big stake. And then the, and it'll be called Birmingham Stake, obviously. And then the other places will do there six monthly more slightly more locally yeah um that's what i think if 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 i was really trying to push the envelope the most dramatic thing i could possibly imagine happening 
that's the most dramatic thing I can think of. Yeah. And I think you mentioned as well a new stake center with the new temple, mm-hmm. possibly being somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Or I'd heard of possibly one of the uh, chapels being repurposed, not as the temple, but the chapel being removed and a temple being built upon the land because which word on the street is who did i hear that from no no which which chapel Mm. i don't know just just that it's coventry chapel's not fit for purpose as a stake center but it is also opposite an asda so well (laughs) i vote for that one (laughs) but but temples are opposite pubs and all sorts um the the word is that the church already has the land for the temple mm-hmm. and we know that the church has large land banks across the planet but you'd have thought that one of these chapels possibly may be surplus requirement. i mean that's another that's another point in the favor of gadfield elm sorry we've gone back onto the temple that's another point in the favor of gadfield elm because the church owns quite a little bit of land around yeah. there okay well let's go to or Jane. have we had have we had a temple opposite a bet fred yet We've got a picture of uh, Ballard in front of a Yes, there you go. Oh my gosh, maybe that was his old Paul McKenna subliminal message. This is where it's going to be in front of a Bedford. No, they can't have Nottingham Town Centre. That's my hometown and it's special to me. But he could have been pointing at the Betfred, and eventually he's going to do a show where he's going to stand up and he'll be like, oh, I got you all because you remember this clue? And this yeah. clue, um, yeah, nice. That Fred, see, sorry, Jane, Martha, sorry Jane, about please, that. Jane. tell me your predictions. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not as familiar with with this area, <laughs> but um, I guess my predictions would be a bit more longer term rather than what's going to happen on Sunday. I think longer term, based on what I've seen happening in my ward and stake, is that. The realignment will invigorate everyone. There will be an increase in work. We'll see a big focus on the forthcoming temple and the younger people particularly, we're just going to lose them. And I think we'll be talking about the next the, the next um, a realignment or, or stake um, consolidation in, in a matter of months. Right, so you think they'll change? They'll change it up again? Oh no, I just Not mean here, in um, other areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. I think this is the first of of more to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very Peter. Um, I think I'm wondering if consolidating to one. I, I mean, it would be sensible to make it one stake, definitely. But at least uh, it looks like Litchfield is toast. I mean, geographically, it just looks, it would feel like a fit for Litchfield to just get added to the Birmingham stake. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a strong culture in Coventry stake? You know, we've, this is one of the other places I've made people cry in a meeting, of course. Oh. The, um, the Coventry uh, fireside they did for people in faith crisis. Um, and they seem to have a pretty together leadership there. You know, they're on the ball. They were pioneering. Um, hosting fireside to to address mm. possible topics issues and so on so they that seem i don't know anything more about the local area but it felt like that stake has good strong leadership who are, have got an eye on the future i don't I'm just do trying to get, about just the trying to get over area 
I'm trying to get over the use of the word culture and Coventry in the same sentence. Stop yeah. it, you. Coventry, Coventry Cathedral Coventry, is modernist masterpiece. Coventry was the able city of culture, actually, so I can't really bag on it there too you much. Go. And you're right, yeah, the cathedrals exactly. are great. Yeah. Um, so what do I know about Coventry? So Coventry is my home stake. Um, yeah. So what do but, I know about its culture? Do you want me to wait, PD? I, I was yeah. just going to say, Coventry was levelled in World War Two, mm -hmm. and there is a renowned phrase here in the UK that if you don't want to see someone or you don't like someone, you send them to Coventry. If someone says you've been sent to Coventry, that means do one. Yeah. So go on, Nemo, go to Coventry, right. tell us. Uh, <laughs> so um, Nuneaton Ward, my home ward, that's full of people that have come in from surrounding stakes in the past. Um, Coventry Stake had a bit of a realignment a little while ago where Solihull went to Birmingham State because Birmingham State didn't have enough Melchizedek priesthood holders. They were really struggling. So Solihull there was part of our stake, and we gained Banbury. Now, if we just point out Banbury at the bottom of the screen there, um, Banbury Ward goes all the way... You have to take that message off, probably. Banbury Ward, there you go, goes all the way down to Bicester. Bicester oh, oh, is... What? I was going to ask all the Americans in the room to uh, pronounce, pronounce it. that word. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it goes all the way down to Bicester, which isn't too far from where I live in Oxford. Anyway, so members from Bicester have already had to slog all the way up to Coventry. It's about an hour or so. Um, Banbury, we got from Northampton Stake, which is just to the right there. Uh, so they came in. They're a very isolated ward generally. They're made up mainly of American servicemen uh, and women working on the military bases uh, around there, so it's very transient. Um, but Coventry Stake has three very strong wards. It's got Nuneaton Ward, which even though it's shrinking massively, is where you get a lot of the stake leadership from still, which is why there's not many bums on seats even before COVID, because they were always <laughs> off on assignment. Uh, Rugby Ward isn't too bad, especially after they consolidated it with that little place called Daventry. Daventry used to have a branch, uh, and that all just became part of Rugby Ward number of years ago and then coventry is the largest ward um it's doing okay for itself uh generally but the building's never been big enough for stake meetings so um there's always been that complaint mm -hmm. uh but places like warwick which shares its borders with leamington spa just down there um that's a tiny branch and it's been struggling for a long time as well so it's a bit of a mixed stake in terms of the culture of the leadership they have got good leadership they've got good people trying to to do the right thing generally they're trying to be more open they're trying to be more forthright and so i think whatever stake ends up with particularly the units of Nuneaton, coventry and rugby um are going to be strengthened by those units and the leadership that they bring i think that yeah. would be the positive takeaway if coventry stake dissolves um, well. i would worry about the smaller units that rely on coventry strength um that would just disappear they would well i guess given the uh the rundown you gave there if we give a, another one to litchfield stake the poo stake up here um tamworth ward burton ward and litchfield ward uh which is here which where, where the stake center is uh were decimated in the early noughties uh going into 2010 and beyond uh by young people growing up and moving out a lot moved across the border into coventry to this nuneaton hinkley area which nemo has stated is a strong area uh, they were also 
uh, yeah, really badly affected by the fact that the church moved the church office building away from Solihull to Frankfurt and that a lot of people who worked for the church who were strong families who lived in these wards, both in Birmingham and the Litchfield Stake and Coventry probably, uh, moved to Frankfurt with the church office. So and they're bringing back the church office, but it's going to High Wycombe, which is nowhere near here. Um, so they're not coming Actually, back. Actually, it's not too far from Coventry Stake, really, if you consider that uh, it goes all the way down to Bicester and High Wycombe's only a little bit further down the M40. <laughs> I don't think they're going to extend the stake to take it in, though. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> to right that wrong. Um, but the basically the western half of the Litchfield stake, at least a couple of years ago when I was there, was doing quite well pre-COVID. Uh, I don't know where it's at now post-COVID. All these numbers are pre-COVID, so we expect them to be uh, slightly worse mm-hmm. by now with the effects of COVID. Um, but yeah, uh, Litchfield, Tamworth and Burton were 30 people 40 people most um so you can you can see why they're going to be um you know moving everything in in that direction pamela milnes fantastic we are one of those families been living in frankfurt for 18 years now uh and you know that's that is what happened to the area so they've kind of only got themselves to blame pamela thank you for that peter yeah, so so that's that's going to be my secondary prediction. If they don't go for the whole thing, I think there might be enough of a, a you know, a capability if they the GAs are even aware of it in Coventry leadership to maybe keep the Coventry stake somehow, or maybe shave off. But if they did suck it into the big one, um, I maybe give the the more southerly wards to neighbouring ones just so they don't have to travel all the way to Birmingham for stuff. That's quite Sorry, a long Peter, journey. I have to interrupt you just for one brief second. Can you put Pamela's comment up on the screen again? I would like to personally apologise to Pamela uh, because if you were in the Neaton ward at any point, uh, you will have encountered me, uh, and I am sorry. Please, please continue. We're all sorry. Um, I think. Uh, my my thoughts about this because i'm not not a local as it were is that as you know this is the beginning of the tipping point we know that pretty much every stake in the country is in exactly the same situation here we've got countless wards that are now down to branch size so that number two on the stakes list of of loss was Merthyr Tidville in wales and we've been chatting to our buddy um Jason Bishop there, who says that similar things are there, you know, loads of wards that used to be, uh, the you know, big, over 100, are now down to tiny branch size. And um, so, to, we, I mean, Alana in Scotland, have they already been consolidating branches into wards or closing things down in Scotland over the last few years? Um, because the, mem- the official membership there dropped massively, you know, it looked like there was some kind of a purge. Yeah, Paisley Stake took a roger in yeah um as i say speaking for ireland uh you know we had a fam- bleakly family reunion in the west of ireland uh about five years ago and people had to drive for miles to the nearest little branch to go on a sunday um it's extremely sparsely populated there you know that it's, it's nearly gone and um and in the southeast in my so my uh stakes you know my one i grew up in and it got split into two was maidstone stake and it got split into maidstone and canterbury stake and it includes maidstone includes chunks of greater london now as well 
Um, our losses were around 22%-ish, I believe, or maybe even higher. Look at that. Like 25-ish. Yeah. So that's a quarter of our active membership in a, in a quite modern area. I mean, <clears throat> the another dynamic of the church in Britain is you have several areas that have been really stuck in the past. Like we used to go to church in Ireland and it was like an Ulster Unionist meeting from the 1960s. And my mum would just go nuts. And and we actually we had a really forward-thinking, quite modern, progressive vibe going on in the Maidstone State during the 80s in the southeast and so on. And I've heard from other other stakes, Leeds, other areas where people got disillusioned early on that they had kind of tyrannical lunatic stake presidents who were just running it as a fiefdom for their families. And I know that PD's experienced some of that in his his world and so on. Mm -hmm. um, so I th I think. Yeah. The fact that even in the strongest areas like Solihull, Birmingham, and in the southeast of England, we still lost a quarter. We lost one in four active members in the last 10 years. I mean, it's a disaster. There is nowhere safe in this country. The only stakes, which are the green ones there that have grown, have been stakes where districts were that. added yeah. to the stake and consolidated in. So there's actually only, I think it's four that experienced any kind of actual growth, and it's not you, by large numbers. If you go to those, so, PD, if you zoom yeah, on those, because there is a point to be made there in terms yeah, of geography yeah. of where they are. Well, yeah. Before we zoom in, I was just going to say, mm. if anyone wanted to know the state of the union here in the UK, this is the perfect graphical kind of yeah. explanation. The red compared to the green um, mm, yeah. is, is just the way it is uh, with the UK and overall losing uh, around 20 percent because it's um, interesting uh, oh the, the total died crawley stake yeah. is gone down it's it's in the 20 yeah. i think it's number 20 on the list or something yeah um they you, i think look at Chorley sorry. and think oh temple stakes are growing right mm. so that's why they're trying to put one in birmingham but actually mm. you've got to remember that Chorley, liverpool and sunderland have grown right those yeah. are some quite or fairly reasonably priced areas of the country to live in yeah, and so you'll get this idea of members consolidating together, but also moving to places that are slightly cheaper. Then you've got Limerick and Aberdeen, where you've got consolidation, which is overall provided growth. And then Hyde Park, a lot of those are internationals because you've got the new BYU Centre that opens up there and stuff like that. That's all I want to say. Go. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay. so the so the you know as we're seeing there, the 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 Chorley one and Co can be clearly um you know we all know people who have moved there in retirement to to work or live near the temple um that it's become a magnet there um and so the 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 i think someone did some number crunching and the overall loss in those 10 years was only 13 percent, which didn't seem very much mm -hmm. you know when you actually add all the numbers up i'm not quite um, sure how that works it, seeing those numbers the, the total but, um, was uh minus 3,577 active or in attendance mm. and 18.86%. Yeah. Okay. So that's how how it dropped over the 10 years for the whole of the British Isles. Um, but it, so, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, if you imagine that 3,000 people, that's probably a few stakes. Um, a few if stakes you think, worth of bums in seats. And they're yeah. only now. We, we have seen places where they've closed mm. units. Uh, closed wards, put wards that previously split back together in different things, but only now are they starting to, I guess, react to these numbers, which are two years old. 
Yeah. Um, you've, you've got and, to. And we should point out the only reason we have these numbers is a leak from an insider because normally these are absolutely top secret. The church will not, the leaders have all the data about activity rates because we send it to them every three months from every mm. congregation in the world, even though David Bednar pretended to not have a clue what the, <laughs> the stats were in last week's interview with, with the um, American Press Club. Um, and he pleaded ignorance. And he also used the excuse in the USA of migration, migration from Latin America into the USA. And also there's been a huge migration from the West Coast where um, it's seen as too liberal and progressive culturally and tax rates are very high in Democrat areas. Um, so <clears throat> there's been a massive migration of people back to the Mormon heartlands, a lot of Mormon families moving back to Arizona, Idaho and Utah. So that also kind of makes it harder for us to convince people there that the church is in crisis because in, in Utah, it looks like, I mean, they are losing a lot of people locally as well, but there's also move-ins kind of keeping it stable and they're not realizing quite how bad it has got globally perhaps, but we can't use that excuse in Britain. You know, the numbers moving to retire at Chorley Temple are microscopic you know as a percentage yeah. of the whole this is this is across the board catastrophic decline and even if it's growth I, again i want to keep coming back to this perspective of <clears throat> how we have grown in the past mark fuentes commented earlier on in the chat um is it just because britain is losing its its religiosity now and it's it's really important to get into americans heads they are almost unique in the Western world that they still kept going to church in the 20th century. Europe stopped going to church decades ago. Britain's major collapse of no longer going to the Church of England and the Baptist Church and all the rest happened literally in the 1930s. You know, a century ago, we experienced what America's happening now. And it was after that that we built all of these wards into congregations of over 150. Um, so it's, I, I think it's so important to not let that be the excuse to hold on to the, the reality where the, the catastrophic loss of religion of Britain and Europe during that period. But in the Mormon paradigm, as it was before we started using it as well, all Christians are deserting. It was, well, of course, the other churches are dying. They're apostate. They don't have the spirit. They don't have the Book of Mormon. They don't have the priesthood. They don't have the ordinances. They don't have living prophets. Of course, those churches are emptying and they should all empty straight into ours. We should be hoovering up these people because we're offering the Christianity that their denominations are failing to provide. And to some extent, that was our offer during the 70s and 80s. And it works. You know, we had a significant number of, of uh, you know, well, not significant, but a steady trickle of converts from other Christian churches come and find the home they were looking for religiously with us. Um, but now that the culture has shifted, that people can fact check and the culture is so judgmental and controlling and there's far less fun social stuff going on, we've killed it. We've killed the, the things that made it grow. And that's what we're all lamenting. And this is the consequence. And it's been done to us by the general authorities. Absolutely. Um, okay. So we're going to stop bringing things to a close now we've been here an hour when we discussed this show previously we thought you know is it worth having a show is it worth not having a show we'll just do something really quick but in true brit Avengers fashion we've spoken for an hour far longer than we wanted to i don't know what you're but, talking about i managed to keep people under an hour yeah well done mate <laughs> right 
Okay, so I'm putting you off. Um, so just to, I guess, put things back together, Joe Schmo, thank you so much for your donation. And the likelihood of them completely redrawing ward boundaries at the same time is very unlikely. Um, I think uh, they won't want to do that much change. One of the, I guess, anomalies from the email at the beginning was that the actual meeting is taking place in Litchfield, which is, let me get my little cursor back, um, up here. And it's been broadcast to Birmingham and broadcast to every individual ward in Coventry. That may just be a reflection of the fact that the Coventry Stake Centre, as it's Nemo said tiny. earlier, is not fit for purpose. So I don't think they're going to be doing um, each individual ward that way. It's just because they can't fit them all in the building. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And as Mike Lake has just reminded me, thank you, Mike. Uh, the Litchfield stake president is due to be changed. He's done his nine years and he'll be really happy. He doesn't have to deal with me anymore. And I'm really happy that I will get a new priesthood leader to pester. Um, sorry. I mean, talk to. Um, so yeah, Max Jenkins is asking about missions. Can you, are you able to segue to the mission map just to show people quickly how that breaks down? Uh, yes. A new mission coming back. Yep, they've not updated it as of yet, but we can mm. uh, we can take a look um, at the map. Oh, sorry, I'll just get to the right one. There it is. So the missions here in the UK are changing um, because this large mission at the bottom that is kind of, I don't know, funny-shaped, is the Birmingham mission and was previously Bristol, London South, a bit of London South maybe, um, and Birmingham, but it's it's all kind of rejigging in the middle here, and that's why there's also, in the email they said, the mission home has come back from Bristol down here back up to Birmingham, and the Bristol mission is reopening, which to yeah. anyone who is aware of the law around the Bristol mission, uh, maybe Nemo could tell us about that briefly I'm, I'm surprised they're bringing it back the rumors of secret combinations of missionaries bunking off to go bowling of all these sorts of things that aren't really that bad but our mormon missionary standards are horrific and should be sent home you know the rumor is that um at bristol stake center jeffrey art holland banged on the pulpit so hard he snapped it and he said that if this mission was a horse i'd take it out back and shoot it all that sort of stuff right all those sorts of rumors surround bristol mission um pinch of salt but bristol mission was closed down um there does seem to have been a reason for that so the idea that they're bringing it back they clearly think feel like it's not living in the zeitgeist still yeah. even though a lot of members do have negative association with that name so we'll see do you need well, to zoom in on britain again just for a second pd in a second i just want to say yeah, sure. uh, i've panned over here because my yeah. cousin served in france a long long time ago when they still allowed missionaries to keep their passports and they had a club in their mission um that was you had to get uh so many i think it was four stamps from four different countries in your passport on the same day so they'd be traveling through from france from switzerland northern italy um and i don't know well, they'd to go somewhere somehow. else but yeah in the same day so the missionaries <laughs> breaking the rules would do a whole loop um <laughs> through and the american ones would obviously get stamped as they went um so back to britain sorry 
Yes, so ju just to point out, so at the moment, just to, to point out, the Ireland and Scotland don't have separate <laughs> missions. That is actually one one combined mission. Yeah, and, and that they are two countries who have yeah. the same mission. It's not just a small geographical area. These are two Two independent <laughs> yeah two countries well, three sorry three three so nations I keep doing that Ireland, i'm a unionist I'm so sorry. come on yes it almost feels like the church has just lumped you guys together and been like ah they'll be all right over there on their own i will deal with crazy catholic folk yeah yeah so northern sorry. ireland is is part of the uk southern ireland is an independent republic and the nation of scotland so and the other ones are what so leeds is the northeast zone. Uh, leeds is here that's massive. London is now got my area in Kent and everywhere, mm. which used to be London, London and South. England, London South. Um, and they shut that down or consolidated a few years ago. And and a lot, as I said, a lot of that is shortage of missionaries. We were without missionaries for the first time in our history, really, for about two years recently. And it's devastating. Um, someone asked um, in the comments earlier, don't the missionaries kind of replace the losses and keep things going? To, to which we no. just laugh because baptism yeah. rates are so minuscule yeah. and no we're losing people faster than they baptize them and yeah, the percentage when, when... of retention is terrible you know when like 70 percent of them will be gone in minutes yeah. when you mentioned peter yeah. you're you know you you having three baptisms in in mm. your state and that, and that being really celebrated yeah that's nothing short yeah. of a miracle <laughs> i've not heard of yeah. anything like that yeah. and i just asked though peter like i'm not being racist yeah. or snobby this is yeah. a real concern what is mm. the social economic background of those three baptisms those three members um quite quite solid actually um really? what yes um unusually so i think one is is the the fiance i think of a member um and she she's you know been coming for a very long time so she's been a slow burn through covid um the other two um, there's one who's uh uh uh, not British young mum, um, but again, very spiritual, seems quite solid, really, and a guy who I don't know much about. Um, but absolutely, when I was ward mission leader in Welling in Greater London, it was a constant turnover of recent migrants. Um, it was a very multicultural ward. We had about 15 nationalities, uh, but it was very much uh, people who were not, hadn't grown up in Britain, who were in, in transient state. These were the people that the missionary tactics were selecting for. That's a whole other discussion to have. Um, that yeah. The church gave up trying to convert middle-class families, even though they're the background of the church. Um, and, so, but they, I think these three might last, but, um, you know, but they're unusual for that. It's unusual. The, our last 12 or so haven't been like that. <laughs> but that's the uh, point. Over many years, yeah. The, ch yeah. the church is losing yeah. well-established um yeah. steady hard working or sometimes hard working yeah. uh british families from the church and the missionaries have been taught to pick the low hanging fruit so and we've all been low hanging fruit at some point when i say low hanging fruit i'm talking about people who are going through really tough times in life and who are probably susceptible yeah i think vulnerable is a better word vulnerable there you go um to the message because they're more the church won't say vulnerable they'll say receptive mm -hmm. you know yeah. so when i was a missionary it was if if someone wasn't um wanting your message you'd say well do you know anyone who's um had a birth a death 
uh, a marriage in the family because all of those three things you can play on emotions uh, with the plan of salvation that will they think will pull people in and i think it does at times well i have to say yeah in in my ward at the moment there is a woman it breaks my heart whenever she talks about it she says you know i had that day just lost my mother she died and then it was an answer from god that these two missionaries found me and then i found the church it's like well actually no these two missionaries prayed on you in a very vulnerable part of your life and promised you community and a chance to see your mother again so yeah. of course you're going to jump at it yeah and and i think that's kind of where things are here in the uk yeah we're, re- we're replacing um kingdom builders with people who could be kingdom builders but just need a lot of help to get there mm. and there are and there is there aren't enough kingdom builders left to give it you know well, no yeah we we were replacing them but we're not now no, no not at all. yeah not at all okay what I used in my mission was humble they've been humbled by their poverty and desperation mm. and needs and 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 it's all about the speed thing. It's it'd be fine if they were prepared to have six month investigators, but it's all about find the people who will jump in a font within a few weeks. Well, yeah, that's weeks. a certain kind of desperate or gullible, you know. Yeah. That you you immediately self select for people who are not going to stay and are not going to be around at weekends because they're working shifts in factories that are antisocial. And it's a disaster. I tried over. I was a mission, war mission leader for three times. I tried over to actually engage with the people who run the church. You know, it's just he will not be silenced. GD. That works. Okay. Okay. So uh, Jane Jane has actually got a show in five minutes. Is that correct? No, I'm going to go sit outside and have a party. Oh. I genuinely meant it. All oh, right. Okay. No. Okay. No. On, right, no case, Sunday Peter, night. I'm not bothered then. Yeah. Oh, oh it's Sunday night. Yeah. Okay. Right. We've got two more hours. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but we're, we're going to bring it to a close because otherwise we'll have nothing to talk about when we come back at eight o'clock on Sunday night to tell you what actually happened, and hopefully show you in full technicolor what mm. actually happened because yeah. we have our ways and our means to make you talk. Yes. Um. So we'll go around the group. And we'll just get a what's coming from you next. Um, and and then I will give my what's coming next. And we'll see you later. But we'll go to you first, Jane. Well, um, we have been really focusing a lot on the fact that there are some issues that are happening within the church in the UK that is causing a lot of division amongst people who are both in the church and who have stepped back from the church. Um, Those issues centre around, broadly around the themes of abuse, childhood sexual abuse, uh, ecclesiastical abuse, all the things that come with it. So we've been focusing for the past few weeks on on abuse and we've been talking about that with some great, brave, brave guests who've come on to, to speak to us. This Sunday night, we're going to be speaking with Katie Moore, who is one of the admins on the Protect the Children page. And then next week, next uh, Wednesday night, we have the wonderful Sam Young coming on to speak with us about his work and the hope that we can recognise, better learn to recognise um, abuse when we see it and act to prevent it. So that's what we're up to. Awesome. Thank you. Nemo. 
what is happening with me? I'm hosting you, Rowdy Lot, on Sunday so that we can talk Hi. all about it. Um, other things you'll see from me, uh, David Bednar is being a bit of a... Oh, sorry. No, no. Sorry. Susan Bednar's husband is of being... Susan. Uh, of Susan is being uh, a bit of a lying toe rag at the moment. So I'm working on a video to put all that together. Uh, and I'm also going to be hosting PD very soon for a discussion with John DeLynn about his story, about his life, about just life in general. I'll get Peter on there one day. I'll get Jane Alana on there <laughs> one day. Um, but it seems like PD will be the next one. So stay tuned for that awesome. interview. It should be great. That's going to be a great story. PD story is fantastic. I'm excited. Very yeah. excited. Peter. Okay, I'm cranking out the episode 10s, which are all it responding is. to Bradgate. Um, so 10A and 10B are out. 10B has, I've actually beaten Nemo to the fact-checking on the seven lies of Bednar. Nice. So um, that's all there if you want, but you have to listen to hours of it to get to it. It'll be exactly. more fun with him. I'll do it. And, um, and I hope 10C will be out soon. And, the, and 10B and 10C are about what Brad Wilcox said to the Sunderland stake in 2020 during an amazing, um, somewhat interactive fireside in which he took questions from the state president and, and youth in the stake. And it was very revealing. It's quite thoughtful. There's a lot of wonderful stuff there as well as bad. And that, that's kind of a microcosm of what's going on in the church. So I'm having fun with that. And then we'll get on to his Alpine disaster. And then the fascinating and um, uh, exponentially racist attempts to sort him out afterwards, uh, after some of his comments. So it's it's um, there's a lot to chew on there. Then I'll get to the uh, episodes about the British rescue last Halloween. So I'm, I'm powering through as quick as I can. <laughs> awesome. Well, speaking of Halloween, it's my show, so I get funky things. Uh, this is a long term. Well, say long term. Um, this is uh, going to be coming soon, and it's PD's Paranormal Investigation. Uh, what it's about is obviously here in the UK, we have a lot of haunted houses, genuinely haunted houses where stuff happens. So the idea is that um, we take a bunch of night vision cameras and um, voice detectors. There are places where this is already set up. It costs a little bit of money um, to get in there and let them, uh, you know, kind of get all that going. So that's why I'm kind of uh, shaking the cap tonight to try and just get a couple of hundred dollars so that we can set this up. And the whole point being we take some Mormon relics into the haunted house where it's been proven that there has been paranormal activity and we see if paranormal people want to react to an 1830s book of mormon or a jupiter talisman or <laughs> you know and, and see what we get um i'll be spending all night in there i still need to get one of you guys to gird up your loins and come with me i I'm am so genuinely I'm, I'm the biggest scaredy cat in the world. So if anything else, literally, if a doll moves an arm or something, I'm going to jump out of my skin and squeal like a little girl. But I think I'll take one for the team and we'll go in there. Uh, and if you've got any suggestions on things to take, I thought Joseph Smith told us what to do in the presence of a spirit. 
to yeah. try and shake yeah. its hand so we can try and do that mm -hmm. there's all sorts of things in mormonism um that we can try and do we can possibly get a copy of the smiths uh, magic spells and you never know we can try and cast some um but i think it'd be interesting to see what we get back mm. and if, if are you going to use your priesthood to exercise them this is why i can't come along i've it's been taken away from me apparently so but you've well, got it haven't you yeah i keep it in my jacket so i'll put that special jacket on um and take that one with me because yeah. i think it'll be i mean the venue won't be happy because if i exercise all the ghosts and they no longer have any paranormal <laughs> activity out of business. yeah they're, they're not going to want me uh to keep going are they but um, I think there's definitely an opportunity here to do something that hasn't been done before. So if you feel you could help me make that happen, um, check out the link below where you send can leave. Send him some cash, folks. Please send him some cash. This has to happen. No, but also you'll find links there to all of these guys' channels because they're amazing. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people speaking out and just you know letting the church know that we will not take it um but thank you guys for being here tonight thanks for everyone in the chat uh had a really good yeah chat session going on at the side of this um like and subscribe this channel like and subscribe mormon civil war nemo's channel and 21st century saints and we'll be back on sunday evening at 8 p.m gmt over on nemo's channel to tell you all how it shook out but for now, we'll see you later. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Bye.